What's up, Atlanta sports fans? My name is Graham Waldrop, and alongside me, as always, is Adam Kalal, and we are Atlanta Zone. Two Atlanta natives recapping the week that was in Atlanta professional sports, wacky-ass hijinks, and analysis. Adam, how's it going, sir? Going quite well, Graham. I'm going to go ahead and go out on record by saying this could either be one of our best podcasts ever, or quite possibly one of our worst. Yeah. We put ourselves under a new time constraint. We've got a time crunch, and we've got... Jeff Wardo out on the patio with producer Tiller, yep. who's going to distract us. They're doing and some consulting about uh, planning for the next episode. Yes, yep. which is needed. Yeah. Uh, we also have ex-Gwinnett Braves employee, Tom Cayouette, better known as Tom Cayouette from the Gwinnett Braves, uh, also in studio, just... Checking some emails. Checking some emails. Hanging out. Eyeballing us, making sure that we're on top he's, of our shit. He's wearing a detestable Green Bay Packers. Uh, is that a sweatshirt? Is that a, what is that? Hoodie. Hoodie, if you will. Taking all advertising inquiries. <laughs> he's so, our new sales intern, so. Yeah. We have a lot of interns now. Yeah. We've replaced intern Jared with our new interns, uh, Lauren, Katie, mm-hmm. and I guess now Tom. Yep, intern yep. Tom. Right. But uh, doing. But the point is, we, we needed to get a podcast out because there's a lot going on. Big things are happening in Atlanta sports, folks. There is some heartbreak, and there's reason for extreme optimism with the Atlanta Braves, heartbreak for the Atlanta Hawks. Adam, do you want to start out with the good news or the bad news today? Let's go negative first. All right, negative first is that the Hawks have officially parted ways with Coach Mike Budenholzer. It's announced today at a press conference at 11 a.m. Eastern Time uh, with General Manager Travis Slink, who reported that the Hawks and Coach Bullenhoser have decided to part ways mutually. Did you watch that press conference? I did not. I, I was working. I heard it. <laughs> I heard it was like just very bland, to the point. Yeah, I heard a I heard a cut on ninety two nine uh, when they do their little sports flash sports update uh, every twenty minutes or whatever. And it just yeah, I totally agree with you. Travis Schlank was like, "We're going to find the right coach for this organization. We're going to find the right coach for this team." Blah, 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 blah. They didn't, really, it didn't seem like they really went into a lot of detail as to what caused the rift, um, why we were in the position we were in. Uh, maybe some of it's self-evident. With, yeah, we all know what it is. With Bullenhoser losing the, the, the president of basketball operations uh, responsibilities. Uh, but the interesting part to me is that, you know, I mean, we were talking about last episode, the writing was on the wall when you're, you're talking about a man going to interview with the Phoenix Suns. Well, and his team allowing him to go interview. Yeah, and a team allow- Yeah, so, I mean, that, that speaks volumes in terms of where both parties were at. You know what's weird about that, though, <sighs> that I don't think we mentioned last week? Yeah. The fact that he was interviewing with the Suns, who are an even worse team yeah, we mentioned than the that. Hawks. Yeah, we mentioned that. Did we? Yeah. We said the only thing they really had was they had the number one, or the, the best chance for the number one overall pick. Um... We had Devin Booker, who's a solid player. But other than that, it was like, what the fuck? They don't have that much more going for them. No, they don't. And I think we have a better roster overall. we got Torian Prince, Dennis Schroeder, John Collins. So it's like you got Devin Booker and a bunch of nobodies. On so I think that shows that for Budenholzer then, it wasn't necessarily about the losing. It was about the control. Right. Yeah, totally. And we knew this was inevitable. And I think once there was also rumors going around that he was uh, looking to interview with the New York Knicks. And once I heard that, I actually tweeted out last night that the fact that he wants to go to that, you know, train wreck of an organization over the Hawks just speaks volumes about where he is with the organization. Sure. Yep. And I, you know, I'm I'm upset, but I knew this was coming. Think about it. Think about it this way: new era, new coach. Like, 
the Braves did the same thing. We went from Freddie Gonzalez when we were a semi-winning team, and then, of course, Freddie couldn't take us through the rebuild. you got to have a rebuild, Coach. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be some dark years. Here's what I'm upset about, Adam, is that we got nothing for Coach Bullnoser. We just fired him at the end of the day. Why the fuck can we say you're not going anywhere and we're trading you? They tried. How do you know? You, th- you think, I mean, ever since he started interviewing, what do you think Schlenk was doing? I don't day? know, but all I know is is that we have lost Al Horford, Paul Millsap, and now he was Coach Bullenholzer about getting anything, and Travis Schlenk has Bullenholzered himself into making a goddamn dumb decision by just letting Coach Bud walk. Shouldn't have done that. Okay, so I can guarantee you he called a bunch of teams trying to get something for him. And they said no. I, so what do you, I, 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 you don't know that. There's pure speculation on your part. Pure speculation. There have been tons of deals done. I think Doc Rivers was traded to the Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah. Why the fuck can we have traded? Coach Bullnoser, who's one of the most desired coaches in the league, highly respected, you know, disciple of Greg Popovich. Why couldn't we have gotten something for him? You're speculating that they didn't try. True. No, we don't know the real story, but I don't think... I mean, should... I'm not the only one saying what I said. All right, that's fine. It was highly speculated that the Schlenk tried to do what he could do. I just don't there think... There was no market for I think that's a bullshit. coach. I think that's bullshit. A coach who's that's never bullshit. won anything and has a DUI on his record and openly won't support what his owners want to do. I think that also he took a team of you know a bunch of spare parts for the most part that 60 win team in 2014, 2015, 11, the Eastern Conference Finals. That speaks volumes. And the fact that we even won as many games as we won this year also speaks volumes. And I think he is very well respected. He's a top, you know, he's not like a top five. I don't know what, you know, I'm so disconnected from the NBA because the Hawks suck so much this year. But I think you could have just said, we are not letting your contract go. You cannot quit. No, here's what you could have done is assuming that they did try to trade him and were unsuccessful, yeah. they could have just said, no, we're not going to let you go. You have to coach for us. That would be fine, too. But then you have a terrible situation. You're not going to, like, obviously... Well, then you know what? Want... You get halfway through the season or if a quarter you know, way through the season. If you know season. he doesn't want to be there. Well, that's fine. You get a quarter way through the season. Then you get to the point where you, um, you know, someone gets fired in the NBA, and then you trade him. He's not a power forward. Like, you can't... You can still get draft picks. Hawks, like, you don't trade for a damn coach I'm, at the trade deadline. It's not the trade deadline, Adam. You, Tom, are, can you chime in on this? Coaches I, I are like, traded in the NBA. I know they're traded, but you, you're not this gonna, is This is the best possible coach that could be leaving an organization Grant, right what, now. what you just said was wait, for, like, let the year play out, and then, like, mid-year, someone's going on a trade I'm not saying mid-year. I'm saying there are tons of NBA coaches that are fired, like... Two, three weeks into the season. Not a ton, but there's a couple. Wouldn't you rather... Well, if you fire him, then we have to pay him all the money. There's a buyout, so don't we don't have to pay him all that shit. money. That doesn't affect our salary cap. Coaches' pay doesn't affect our salary cap. I don't give a fuck. It affects the Atlanta Hawks. I don't care. You think they want to pay him $14 million a year? It was, seven, it was $7 million a year. $14 million for the two years. Though. Yeah. I don't, I don't give a fuck. We should have gotten something for him, and that's all that matters right now. Inexcusable behavior by Travis Schlink. He's on my shit list. I know you're a big defender of his. You like the Schlink. But you know what? He's on my shit list because we did not get something for our most highly coveted possession. We're, we're going in circles, but you say inexcusable behavior by Schlink. I say unreason, unreasonable hot take by Graham. Um, it's still a sad day for what 
Coach Bud brought to the organization. And uh, I wish him well, but I'm also upset at him. And I'm happy to bring in a coach that's going to do what management wants to do. All right. That's what, that's what we got. I think that's what we end with that segment. That was, yep. that was pretty definitive. Yep. Um, moving to the happier news um, with the Braves. Ronald Acuna Jr. was called up yesterday. Today is April 26th. Can ooh, you? Ooh. Yeah. Before we get to the Braves, mm-hmm. let's we go from super negative. Let's, yeah. let's hit a neutral. A neutral, okay. How about this new football team coming to Atlanta? Yeah, with the AAF, whatever that stands for. It's like the American Alliance of Fo- football. Of football. It's the worst. It's pretty much name the minor could... leagues of the NFL. Maybe is it connected to the NFL or is it? No, is it, it's, it's, it's not a subsidiary. It's like f- supposed to like fill a gap for like the college players that couldn't get picked up, pick on with a NFL team, but still could have some talent. Okay. Yeah, and we we heard to, today this morning that. Mike Vick is going to be the offensive coordinator of the Atlanta team that's going to play at Turner Field slash Georgia State Stadium. And Brad Childress is the head coach. Yeah, Chili, the old Minnesota Vikings head coach. Uh, It's kind of ironic considering that Mike Vick didn't give a goddamn what the offensive coordinator said when he played. So, at least here. I know Andy Reid said him straight, but it's kind of a a full circle effect. Mike Vick doesn't learn to play the book, doesn't give a shit, now he's an offensive coordinator. I guess he's grown a little bit. Yeah. And got to get paid. Got to get paid. I guess uh, he wasn't interested. I think he actually wants to be a coach is what I've heard. He wants to coach in the NFL, and this is be a good stepping stone for him, I guess, in terms of wanting to get back into the NFL as a coach. you got to start somewhere. Probably doesn't want to deal with high schoolers, obviously, because he's Mike Vick. College game might be a little whatever, so it's sort of like this is – you know, there's a lot of pressure in the college game, especially go to a big Division I school. So why not start – you know, no expectations with a league that's in its first year uh, to get your start as a as a coach. Makes well, sense. I think it like people are calling it pretty stupid, just the league in general. But they're playing in like February, March, and April when nothing else is going on football wise. Like fo- football's ended. You're between like baseball hasn't started up yet. Right. Why not? You're just waiting for the draft at that yeah. point. Yeah. No, I mean it's fine. Um, I doubt I'll ever go to a game. I doubt it too. But I guess we got to talk about them a little bit. It's there. It's there. Uh, what team name would you like them to be, Graham? You know what? I'd like to bring back the Atlanta Crackers. The old minor league uh, baseball team was the Atlanta Crackers. Why not bring them back? I don't think that'll... Uh, Play in this PC liberal world of ours. Yeah. yeah. What, um, what's your second option? What about the Atlanta Red Bulls? That's a soccer team from New York already. Oh. What about the Atlanta Atlanta Traffic? I've heard that one. Atlanta Traffic. I, yeah. I like that. Uh, you know, it represents a lot about our city and speaks to who we are. We all have to deal with it. It's a part of us. Why not why not be the name of a team? Sure. Traffic. What I was thinking, and stay with me here. Mm-hmm. This Atlanta team signs either Johnny Manziel. Or I like it. Colin Kaepernick. Also like it. And pair them with Mike Vick. Most controversial quarterback tandem <laughs> in the history of football. And then the team name is the Atlanta Scramblers. Ooh. Yes. I think you've, you've hit the nail on the head. You've been preparing for this one, haven't you? Since I, about 8.30 a.m. when you read yep, this on the news. Big time. Wow. Yep. I like Atlanta Scramblers. So, Beautiful. 
Makes sense, right? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Land Scramblers. We're putting that out there. With our record listenership over the last week, I think maybe it will reach someone in the uh, Atlanta AAF organization. Let it spread. Let it spread. Uh, let's move on to the Braves. So, yes, Ronald Acuna Jr. is called up, played his first game on Wednesday night, played again today. Uh, he was a decisive factor in the game against the Reds on Wednesday night. He scored the go-ahead run and sort of let off that inning with a base hit. And today he hit an absolute mammoth shot in his first at-bat. I was watching the game at work, and I stood up and screamed because it was a thing of beauty. Yeah, it, was, it was a meatball down the middle by Homer Bailey, who has long since sucked. Uh, why the Reds signed him to that $120 million contract, I'll never understand. Regardless of that, Acuna hits it to the upper deck. A Braves fan catches it, who decided to drive up from Atlanta around midnight last night to Cincinnati to get a ticket to go to the game. And for anyone who says Atlanta sports fans don't give a shit, Exhibit A, that we do. No, they give a shit. Um, that game last night with Acuna, mm-hmm. like his debut, it was like the highest rated event ever on Spock, on Fox Sports Go since it was launched like, really? last year. Yeah, Beautiful. On like a, a Wednesday night yeah. against the Reds. So The thing that I was most impressed with Acuna <clears throat> with, other than his home run, was the, was the game last night where he went first to third uh, on a single to left field. I mean, unbelievable speed yeah. he possesses. Incredible. Uh, didn't really get a chance in these two games to show off his defensive ability. I mean, he made all the routine plays. But my God, like, even the game on Wednesday, I mean, he, he took two first pitch hacks, but both of those could easily have been hits. And today he also took a, a big hack at a first pitch that also could have been a home run. I think the bat after he hit the homer. I mean, the guy is hitting the shit out of the ball. And ironically enough, the double he had today to win the game, to, to, to drive in the winning run, uh, was a little blue pit. So, I mean, I think this guy's got extreme power. We already know all the intangibles, but we're seeing it. I mean, that home run was just was sublime. It was epic. Yeah, he just, it was everything you could possibly He instantly want. looks like he belongs. Yeah. Like, he didn't look nervous last night. Even He only went one for five last night, but he just looks like he belongs, you know? Yeah. I mean, now that it's finally happened, uh, you know, there's, there's only one word to really describe it when he hit that home run today, and it was goosebumps. You just see the potential in this team to really go places. The same thing with Albies. Hit his... National League leading eighth home run to tie with Bryce Harper for the league in homers. And he's also has the most extra base hits in April in the history of the Atlanta Braves organization. And April still has, what, five, six more days left in it? Yeah. Um, yeah kids on pace to hit 48 home runs. Yeah. Freddie hits three doubles today. Uh, Dansby's still hitting the shit out of the ball. I mean, the youth movement is here, folks, and it looks like it's here to stay. And we're 14-10. and 10. We dropped two ugly games to the Reds. But we should all be very excited, not only about this year, but about what's to come. Because so, we're going to get a hell of a lot younger. Alex Jackson at catcher. Christian Pache is going to come up at some point. We're going to be a young team that has this core together for a long time. And, it's a, and we've suffered. We've suffered since, 20, uh, since the 2014 season. But I think it's finally starting to pay off. So now that we're... 26 days into April, do you want to reassess what you think of this Braves team from what you said at the beginning of the year? I'm still very concerned about the bullpen, and I'll tell you why. So, okay, to reiterate, with the bullpen, 
we lead the National League with guys from the bullpen coming into games with inherited runners, fifth, sixth total across 23 games. So that's on the starters. That's not on the, the starters, but that affects the bullpen greatly because they're having to come into a lot of games with guys on base, which puts them in a precarious position. Um, we also lead the league with 39 high leverage situations, which means we have runners on base about to score, which isn't good. Our starting pitching, regardless of what you think of it, I know we have great ERA numbers, but ERA doesn't tell the whole story. Julio Tehran only has 5.4 innings pitch per game. McCarthy, 5.2. Fulte, 4.24. Newcomb, 5.3. That is not good. That is not good. This gives you evidence as to why, as I said last week, the bullpen will be in shambles by June if we keep at this pace. Only Matt Whistler has gone to the, what, the seventh inning, eighth inning at this point? And I think that was, may have been a fluke start because he didn't look that great last night. No, I, think, I don't think he'll be starting again once Sanchez is back. But you look at those numbers. No, I, I get you. I mean, it's scary. No, it's you, scary. You did all this research, but this can all, the eyeball test can also pass in this situation. You've seen all the walks. You've seen them not it's, getting the it, job done. It's going to break. The, and we leave the league in double plays turn, but that's not going to last. You keep allowing this many walks and hits per inning, or whip, as the, as the analytics guys like to, like to call it. You know, you're just not going to be in a good position. Now, there's no doubt the offense right now is ahead of where the pitching's at. Oh, totally. But the pitching's keeping us in games, at least. Yeah. And Snit is, give him credit, brought in Mentor yesterday for the save. Yeah. He's switching to, things up. Yeah. Um, I think Mentor is still a little wild. His control is still a little bit all over the place. He had that one pitch to Suzuki on Wednesday night where Suzuki had to pretty much lunge to his, to his right to save a pass ball. Um, we're gonna split hairs over one pitch. No, but he's effectively wild. You have to admit that he's not in the zone enough. Like there are nights when he's really on. He hasn't been as good as he was last year. No, not at all. There are nights when he's really on with his location, but there are nights when he's also very off and has to labor through innings, and that is concerning. He obviously is only twenty four or twenty three, and he has a lot of room to work on his pitches, but it's still kind of scary. Um, you know, we have sixty two walks by the bullpen entering today's game, not including today's game. Yeah, it's horrendous. An eighty five innings pitch. That's an average of one point three walks per inning. If you want to stay above five hundred and maybe actually contend for the wild card, which I don't think is crazy with this offense at this point, that cannot continue. You sound like Chip Carey. That's all he, that's all they talk about the entire broadcast. At least I broke and down actual numbers I don't. and then just <laughs> shoot off the hip like they do. But I think that's why I'm getting frustrated watching all the games. That's all they say. Yeah. Oh, you got to get ahead of the batter. Well, I mean, that's obvious. But, I mean, I wonder about um, you know Chuck Hernandez or pitching coach. Like, what the fuck's he doing in the bullpen if we're pitching this poorly? Sam Freeman actually pitched really well today in the afternoon game. But he's been, you know, he's been pretty egregious with his walks. He has 10 walks already. And uh, Moylan hasn't been that good. He's got a very high batting average against both left-handed and right-handed pitchers. Ramirez has sucked, but he's on the DL, so we don't have to worry about him. Um, but I really have been impressed with Winkler, Carl, and Mentor uh, overall in terms of their walks, hits, per inning pitch. They're, they're in either two elite or, or very good situations. And I think those guys are probably the future in the bullpen. I'm not really concerned with anyone else at this point. Biddle looks like he's got a little something. Biddle's okay. Biddle's been fine since he's been called up. But I think, you know, if we're in a serious, um, 
if we're in a position where we can actually contend to a degree, would you like to to spend some, you know, try to get some bullpen pieces to help out the squad? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I think that's going to be necessary to survive. And even a, a starter that can pitch into the goddamn sixth inning. No starter in our, our main four starters can get into the sixth inning on average. And that is piss poor. Julio's looked pretty good the last three or four starts, though. Julio's last two starts have been very good. Been very good. I would like to also say that game on Saturday night, last Saturday night, where Ender walked off of the bunt. That was a beautiful game. We won four to three. DeGrom had a no-hitter. Ender scored on the bunt. No, you're right. No, no, no. Yeah, Ender, Ender hit the bunt. Yeah, yeah you're Camargo right. scored. But, I mean, we were down 3 nothing. Come back to win the game. It was, it, was, uh, it was a true team win. The crowd seemed really into it. And, you know, this team is really exciting. I, I'm, I'm really amped every time I watch this squad go out there and play, even the losses, even though we lost – that one game to the Reds, eight to seven the other night, or nine to seven, whatever it was. We were down seven to three in the ninth when we came back and tied it. Yeah, I mean they got some fight. You would like to have won that series against the Reds, but really the only I think the only series we've lost, Adam, correct me if I'm wrong, is against the Nationals at home. Yep, and that was it. And that was going against Strasburg and, and Scherzer. Yeah. So I mean, through whatever it is, twenty four, twenty five games, this team has played pretty well and I think has performed above expectations and I think if we can straighten out the bullpen and hopefully we can get some starters pitching in the damn sixth inning we can save the bullpen and I don't know I'm, I don't want to jump to conclusions in terms of trying to contend for a wild card but I'm, I'm legitimately excited and especially Base- the Cunha coming up and hitting that fucking homer today I mean I'm, I'm, I'm amped man baseball's fun again Graham baseball is very fun again regardless of what happens this year playoffs or not I'm all in also Got to pat myself on the back again. Hmm. We have currently the third best offensive catcher in the league. Kurt Suzuki. And one day we're going to pull the audio of me last year Yeah, saying I'm a Suzuki guy. It's a good signing. I'll, I'll try and find it. He's a beast, man. Yeah. The guy can get around on a fastball. No, I mean, he, his power has been good. He doesn't walk a lot, but he, he, he hits the shit out of the ball. He doesn't strike out either. He doesn't strike out, and he hits the shit out of the ball. When he makes contact, the ball's going places. Even today, he, had a, he laced a ball down the line that was fielded well, um, and he was thrown out. But, I mean, it seems like every time he, he makes contact with the baseball, he's lacing it and somewhere. He's, he's, either, he's either hitting a home run or he's hitting a line drive. And he's clutch, too. Yeah. The Falcons drafted us tonight. We'll just touch on that super briefly. The order I want to go in in terms of positions. Defensive tackle, guard, wide receiver, running back. I'll give you $5 if that's what they do. Shake hands. Well, let me put out mine. Okay. What'd you say? Defensive tackle. Yep. Guard. Yep. Wide receiver. Yep. Running back. I think they're going to go tackle. Okay. Offensive tackle. I'd be fine with that. First. Followed up with a wide receiver in the second Ooh, round. Okay. D-tackle in the third round, mm-hmm. running back in the fourth round. Okay. Yours is more likely, but I'll throw it out there. $5. $5. Fair. And uh, there been some reports that saying that Alabama defensive tackle Deron Payne is the top target, but Thomas Dimitrov. Don't know much about him because we're not going to pretend like we watched a shit ton of college football. 
Not um, to mention us saying anything about this now is pointless because by the time people hear this, we have made the pick. It'll be done. Yeah. yeah, that's very true. But I really hope we focus on the interior for the first two rounds. I know there's been also some talk about Thomas taking a cornerback in the first round, which I think would be an egregious mistake. I also think there's a good chance we either trade up or down. What do you think is more probable? Trade up. I agree. I think trade up to get the defensive tackle you want. I would be fine with that because I know D-led, D-Orlando led better predicted, or, or reported, excuse me, because he's actually in touch with the team that Deron Payne's their top target from Alabama defensive tackle. And some people are saying that he's going to go before the 26th pick. So I wouldn't be surprised if we traded up. I don't think – I think the rumors about us trading down are false. Thomas loves to trade up. We've seen this before many times. So I think that's highly probable. But we'll see. And we'll have a full report for you next week after the Falcons make their draft pick. We're not going to break down a lot of players because, honestly, we don't watch enough college football to really have an opinion. Yeah, we're strictly Atlanta professional sports. Atlanta professional sports. This is the Atlanta professional they sports podcast. We're not interested in the junior leagues. Until next time, Atlanta sports fans, thank you again for listening wherever and whenever you listen to this episode. Rise up, chop on, stand brotherhood, unite and conquer, and remain true to Atlanta. Hospitalmanship. Hospitalmanship.